0: Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to uh, another episode of Chris on Movies. My name is Chris, and this is our segment, our weekly segment, called Now Watching. This is uh, part of our movie club, and that's what we do every week. For anybody that's new to this, we pick a movie, we watch it, and then we come back and we discuss it after the fact. So if you missed, last week we watched uh, The Talented Mr. Ripley. That was two weeks ago, sorry. And this last week we watched About Time, and today that's the movie we're looking at. So About Time, released in 2013, and I really, really enjoyed this one. For some reason, this one escaped me. I, I never saw it, but I am so glad that this was one that we uh, we, we chose to, to see, uh, because... Back when I was doing Magnificent Seven, I had a friend Damon Evans on, and we did the top seven time travel movies, and it was, this was on his list, and I remember thinking, really, this, and now I am so grateful, because this might have made it onto my list too. Uh, I don't, I don't remember what ended up being on my list, but this was just such a, um, such a delightful movie. I was not expecting it to be as as good as it was. Um, something about just the the parallel, not the parallel, but the pairing of Donald Gleeson and Rachel McAdams, I thought was perfect. Bill Nye is just great in everything, uh, so I really enjoyed him in this. Even though it was it was small, but it was really impactful. So um, Robert Curtis was the writer director of this movie. Uh, he also did Love Actually, which was his first uh, feature and Pirate Radio. I'm not a big fan of love, actually, and I thought Pirate Radio was just okay. But this, something about it, I don't know, really resonated with me. I really enjoyed it. Um, but, you know, I, I was looking looking it up, and I was pretty surprised that it only has a, a 69% on Rotten Tomatoes, and that really, it really surprised me. I thought it was, I thought it was better than 69% and uh it has a 81% audience score and a 7.8 on IMDB. Uh I'm right there with the audience score. I think it's a solid 8 out of 10, 81%. I think that's a it's uh, a perfect rating for it. But the the movie just I think some people may may have a problem with the idea that oh, it's a love story, but there's not a whole lot of romance in it. Well, I think I think that while it's a love story, I think that's just the overall surface of this movie. But deep down, it's actually a a story, a tender story about a son and his father and the relationship those two have. And as a parent uh, with two boys, I, man, I I bawled when Bill Nye took his son for one last, you know, walk and and play on the lake. And it just, I, I often think of what I would do as one last, you know, thing with my kids, uh, if the time ever came where I was going to be passing. And I thought there was so much, um, just tender moments, you know, tender is the only adjective I can really come up with that, that describes it. But I thought it was just so sweet and so pure of how, you know, a good relationship between a father and a son can be and should be. Um, so while that, that romance is there a little bit between, you know, Donald Gleeson and Rachel McAdams, they're great on screen together. I think they have great chemistry. This, this movie isn't about them. It's, it's about Donald Gleeson and his, um, his using this tool that his father informed him of and being able to to um I don't know build a stronger connection a stronger relationship with his father and you know I, I think there's some some really awesome things uh involved with with that story and I enjoy it when there's some you know, multiple storylines like this Where on the surface, it looks like this is what the movie's about But no, it, it gets a little deeper And th- that connection, I, I really enjoyed My kids are being so loud in the other room So if you can hear them through the mic On little uh, parts in between my dialogue, I'm sorry But, oh well, we're all in lockdown and in quarantine So, uh, so, about time, uh like i said it really surprised me uh, i i thought it was just um just fantastic uh, a few people on instagram shared their thoughts um I, and they didn't want me to say their names but somebody said it was just such a great movie another person said it's good but it's kind of messed up that he manipulates and controls the situation to get you know what he wants okay just get over it um I guess but I don't know isn't that kind of the thing you do anything for love whatever so uh a few other thoughts that that people uh shared was uh, somebody said now I now I understand why Donald Gleeson was so perfect in uh that episode of Black Mirror um, which which I agree my parents I had them watch it and uh, they both loved it and they my my mother's a, a big movie snob, um, so uh, somebody else said the movie was well acted, heartwarming, and had its really fun moments. But I couldn't get past the fairy tale narcissism as the core of the story. The main idea seemed to be that if your day, week, year wasn't perfect, it wouldn't be great. To, it uh, wouldn't it be great to travel back in time and have a do over? Until it was near perfect, you could be loved and admired by everyone and have the perfect life and relationship you always wanted, the narcissist dream. The core, the core of this idea was when the uncle said, My brother told me on your wedding day how much he loved you. It was the happiest day of my life after the brother dad presumably traveled back in time multiple times to redo his wedding speech until he got the absolute perfect combination his words so profound he could make his brother have the best day of his entire life um all in all it wasn't a bad movie just that it could have been so much more without the fairy tale and narcissistic nonsense at the core of the story i'm sorry that's the entire basis of it is the ability to time travel that that is necessary for this story. Without it, you don't have the story. Um, but I, I, I don't think it's very narcissistic. I think at the beginning there's there's moments of it, but you see a great character arc with Donald Gleeson, who goes from changing every little thing to, at the end, he's not time traveling anymore. He's just letting his life be. And I like that there is that questioning after he discovers this. You know, after he doesn't believe his father and he he goes and he tries it out. And, and he's he's shocked to see that it's, it is it is true. And he talks to his father about what you can do with it. And he says, money, you know, can, I'm going to, maybe you can make money, play the stock market. He says, no, that's what, you know, maybe his grandfather or uncle did. and uh, It ruined his life. For me, it's always been about reading, 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 which I, I really like that, you know, they they didn't make this about money and like a back to the future to biff type sequence um or anything like that i mean that's what i would have done 100 percent. not gonna lie but um i enjoy the fact that there were other things more important to the father than just making money he was a teacher and he retired at 50 uh and he spent his life reading books and replaying moments with his children. And I think at the core of all of our lives, we want those those things that we enjoy most, we want to redo and spend time with our family. If you've got a positive relationship with your family, if not, maybe you could use time travel to mend that and repair it, you know, if if it is mendable. But for me, man, there's so many moments with my my children so far, and they're only eight and uh, four, and I wish I could redo so many little moments, even if it's just the smallest little thing as a, as a parent, I I think that's just a a desire, you know, and, and I see my parents and I wonder, are there moments that they would ever want to redo with me, you know, all the way back from when I was three or four? And I, I know how I feel and that, that would be incredibly important to me. That ability is is so cool. Um, but then there's, you know, I, I think this time travel movie kind of hit some of the major points that people address, the butterfly effect, and, you know, you can't go back farther than when you had children. Otherwise, it's going to change your child. It's going to change everything. Um, I thought that was a really cool way. And Granted, it was so selfish, uh, for him to, you know, change what he had changed. So his sister still got in the accident, but at the same time, she needed to learn those, those things for herself and, and make those decisions so that she could be the person she was intended to become. I, you know, I think, but either way, this was just such a, a, a fantastic movie. Uh, I, I, I don't know why I enjoyed it so much. It just really—I um, don't know. It, it that one did it for me. Uh, I had a great time watching it. I watched it two times, um, once with once me, and then once with my wife. Um, she she liked it as well, of course. But yeah, this was this was a blast of a movie. And I would tell anybody that that would like to to watch it to make sure you check it out because it's such a good one. So with this week, with everybody being either quarantined, locked down, working from home or whatever, I'm going to do something just a tad different. We're going to do two movies this week, only just for fun. Uh, we're going to push out until Wednesday. That way you've got from today until next Wednesday to watch both movies. And uh, we're, we're going to do two that I, I think are really different. One is going to be from recent Oscar winner Bong Joon-ho. We're going to watch Snowpiercer. So have a little fun with the post-apocalyptic movies and, and just to to see that world, revisit one of um, his movies, uh, a great Chris Evans movie. So Snowpiercer and The Mask of Zorro, kind of the attempted reboot of the entire Zorro franchise, which I don't know if you classify it a failure or not, did have a sequel, but we'll talk about that. But I figured, hey, let's let's add in an extra movie since so many people are just sitting at home watching Netflix anyway. Both of these are on Netflix. Both of them, I think, are, are fun uh, movies. And if you haven't seen them, hey, maybe you'll enjoy them. Maybe you won't. But don't forget to let me know. You can send me a DM on uh, Twitter or Instagram. Tweet me. You can text me or you can call and leave a voicemail and maybe I'll play it. And uh, the number is 323 553 7731. Don't forget that uh, if you're listening to this on Wednesday, when it comes out tomorrow, is the Mega Zagasode for Movie Zaggots, where we have taken the top two finalists from every year, from 2010 to 2019, and we are discovering the best movie of the decade. So this was uh, wow. a long time. A really long time coming and uh so enjoy part one and then part two the next week so don't forget let me know your thoughts on snowpiercer and the mask of zorro i really hope you guys enjoy it thank you so much for for participating in this little thing it's been so much more fun to do not because of covid19 or anything like that but since there's so much more time that people have it's it's been fun to see people's reactions to the movies that we're watching so enjoy thank you guys for for being a part of this and um yeah we'll talk to you next time